Hello. On this episode of the Endless Out podcast, I speak with Senior Director of Product Management at New Store, Peter Stubbs. We talk all things order management, dive into his experience in the retail industry, which is extensive, ladies and gentlemen. It's a great episode. Let's roll. Hey, thanks for tuning in. Welcome back to the Endless Isle podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Lerobardier, here from New Store. Today, I'm joined by Peter Stubbs of New Store fame and many other stops along the way. Peter, how are you? I'm doing great. Glad to be here today. Yeah, thanks for joining. So <clears throat> let's let's start. Um, you know, you've been working in retail, what, like 70 years now? <laughs> Yeah, how old do you think I am, actually? <laughs> actually, more like 22 years or so. Okay. So uh, give us a rundown. Where, where You've got some pretty impressive uh, stops on your resume. Sure. So I started actually as an engineer some 22 years ago, right out of college. I always knew I was going to be a computer science or related field. And um, actually happened to join a, a small company startup called Yantra, um, whose kind of claim to fame at that point was warehouse software. Um, but uh, we evolved with working with retailers through the warehouse business. We've evolved to a more order management centric business. At that time, the space called order management didn't exist. So we're kind of pioneering in that category and um, really, you know, making things up as we go along and discovering what it really means to, to be order management itself. <clears throat> um, we actually started with a lot of dot-com businesses and uh, working through the whole e-commerce section, we weren't a storefront. We were really taking care of the back of the back end systems for the retailer, okay. um, and we grew quite a lot quickly. Uh, it was actually a kind of hit a sweet spot for the space very early on, and um, eventually became the backbone for a lot of retail industries. So we moved from the dot com world to actually, you know, physical brick and mortar retail. Um, you know, probably halfway through our our business and um, were acquired then by a company called Sterling Commerce. And um, they actually, that kind of expanded our, our the size of our company quite a bit. And uh, we became more involved with these kind of top four, Forbes 500 retailers. You know, those were our kind of customers that we're going after and really became the backbone of, of a lot of physical retail. It was really a great experience. We had to, you know, we had, uh, to scale from 40 people to the company size to 200 at that point. And uh, wow. it was really ex- exciting. Um, and then eventually IBM purchased Sterling Commerce. So we, we went from the smallest company that we could be to the largest company that we could be. So I was able to kind of see all of the in-betweens of that. It was a really great experience. Uh, IBM acquired us to be kind of fill out their, their commerce um, platform and such. So they had a great e-commerce platform at the time, not so great anymore, but at the time they had one. And uh, the order management backend that we brought to the table, the Sterling order management, uh, really filled out their portfolio quite well. So um, I was at IBM for many years, um, I guess around eight to 10 years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then New Store came calling, seeking out, so, you know, folks in the order management field. And yep. uh, they, they reached out to me kind of out of the blue and 
you know, I, I did some research to say, what is this new store thing? It sounds pretty exciting. Um, and I saw the, the background, the pedigree, the, the people at new store. And I was like, wow, this is really interesting. <laughs> let me let me learn more and, you know, uh, talk to them. And uh, here I am today, two, over two years later at new store and uh, extremely happy that I made the move yeah. <laughs> and uh, doing some great things here as well. Yeah. Um, so for, for people that might not be familiar with an order management system and how that's the backbone of a business, um, can you just give a layman's explanation of what that is and how it, how it touches across the e-commerce side and, and also the brick and mortar side of a business sure. um, as it relates to omni-channel and kind of how that, how that helps make that possible? Yeah, absolutely. So I always see the order management system of the is the heart of the retail system. So it's really the the kind of central piece that ties all the other systems together and is the single truth for all your orders, right? So no matter what channel you're capturing orders, whether it's a web channel, whether it's your stores, you know, and the style orders, they all kind of come to the center place here in the order management system. And the order management system takes care of your uh, order life cycle, right? So from capture all the way to fulfillment and even including returns, you know, all that incomplete life cycle is there within your order management system and allows for, you know, from an omni-channel perspective, it allows all these different channels to have a single truth for that order, right? And if there's any operation to be done on the order, the order management takes care of that, order management system takes care of that and kind of propagates that to other systems. So oftentimes I refer to, you know, implementing an order management system, we're trying to replace this one is heart surgery because it really is mm -hmm. connecting all those different systems together. Is it really that bad with, with certain brands where, you know, they may, they might not actually have a good order management system in place, or they have one that barely has a pulse to use your heart <laughs> yeah, analogy. Great question. Uh, a lot of retailers we find have, you know, maybe homegrown systems or, you know, kind of smaller scale systems that, or don't even really, necessarily realize the need for an order management system. They might have connected their e-commerce system, you know, to their warehouse and to, to send orders to fulfill to the warehouse. So um, if in that case, actually, it's not so much heart surgery. I would say in that case, it's like fulfilling a need that's that's been there that the retailer may not have fully recognized as a need. Um, so, you know, working with uh, smaller size retailers, you mm -hmm. um, it is like a light that goes off oftentimes when you're, you're talking to them and they, they're saying, okay, we're you know, this is how our integration works today. Say, like, okay, you need an order management system. Like, you know, sometimes they come to that realization themselves. Sometimes it's like a process that you you would follow. Um, so yeah, I'd say it depends on the size of the retailer and the kind of um, systems that they have in place today. But certainly, it, it, that first implementation is a lot easier than uh, replacing one that's been around for a long time legacy systems yeah. and that kind of thing. You know, we talk about omnichannel in three different ways at new store. There's the homegrown Avenue. You can build it yourself uh, or you can duct tape point solutions together. <laughs> we don't recommend either of the three. Um, we think there's a different way, but that's us. We're biased, <laughs> but for order management, uh, what are the different ways you mentioned a couple, you know, they, they either don't have an order management system or they built something homegrown. Why would you, why would you advise against a homegrown system or are there ways that brands could be successful building their own? Oh, oh, definitely would advise against it because when you're a retailer, you want to concentrate on being a retailer. You don't want to be a technical, you know, expert with a, a large technical team that, that builds products specific to you. I mean, certainly there are retailers that have used that model, 
um, and it work can work for a while, to be honest. Mm -hmm. But you do reach a breaking point where the the technical uh, aspects of the business will outpace your ability to keep up with that. Um, and technologies come along so quickly. You know, as a retailer, do you really want to spend your your investment dollars? Uh, researching the latest technologies, right? You want to spend it building the best customer experience that you possibly can. Uh, and that's a much wiser way to do it. So let the technical experts, you know, a software company, a good software company can be those technical experts for you and present you new technologies that are coming out uh, without you having to spend, you know, hire people to, to spend uh, specifically for this. Uh, and I've seen it firsthand myself where a retail business, when they have a technical team, um, that's not their first concern, right? Yeah. Their first concern is being a retailer. So that technical team is in this kind of unusual kind of land where they're working for a retailer, yet they're a technical team and they don't get the best of both worlds. You know, as a retail business, you want to invest in making the best shopping experience possible. You know, don't spend your dollars hiring a technical team and trying to keep them satisfied with, you know, whatever they're developing. And you have to... It's also a question of reinventing the wheel, right? So if you're if there are technologies out there, you know, let the software companies who are experts at this uh, decide what the best technologies are to use. You know, you don't have to go and, and hunt these out and, and discover the solutions yourself and build solutions that, you know, uh, there probably are things out there that, that might do the same thing or innovative, innovative products that do something even better than what, what you would have planned. You know, in that retail space or in the the OM space, there's quite a few different players. Um, you were at one of the big blue chip guys, you know, with Sterling and IBM. Mm -hmm. um, Manhattan's another big name. Mm -hmm. um, so that's another path that some of the older, bigger, bigger brands, you know, have taken where they're, they're relying on some of these uh, bigger systems. Um, but they have much different operations than, than what, you know, a mid-market type retailer Absolutely might have and, and their needs are far, far different. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, when you're looking at big retail systems that have been along, uh, around a long time, like IBM, you're looking at these very heavy legacy systems that, you know, uh, the technology was invented, you know, or started 20 years ago, right? So you can imagine how this system, which started 20 years ago, has evolved over this time to be this large, uh, in some kind, you could say bulky kind of solutions. Uh, certainly they've proven themselves in the marketplace for doing what what uh, worked over that time period, but technologies change. And this, I think this is where these big blue chip companies struggle is to try to keep up with these changes that, um, you know, smaller companies like New Store are, are able to adapt and be agile to, to new things that come along. Whereas, you know, these big order management systems, they end up being legacy systems really and in retail's environment eventually, you know, certainly served their purpose when they were um, implemented and, you know, uh, were useful at that time. But now retailers are, you know, especially with the move to the cloud is a perfect example, right? Software right. is all moving to the cloud. So you have this big on-premise legacy system, order management system, and you suddenly don't want to maintain this as a retailer, right? You suddenly say, you know what, cloud is the right way to go. So, you know, um, that's where the, the struggle is for these big big software companies, I feel, is to, those kind of innovations which come along, like the cloud, mm -hmm. and needing to shift to that new technology where everybody else is moving. 
you know, Newsto has that advantage. We, you know, we are a smaller company and we can adapt to those things as they come along. Would you say there's a fair amount of brands still operating with with on-prem solutions and and they just haven't made the switch to cloud? <laughs> yes, absolutely. I, I know firsthand there are many that still do that. In fact, the early adopters of cloud uh, are kind of pioneers into what problems those companies experience that to try to move to the cloud. When you have, you know, 10 on-premise systems all integrated tightly to each other uh, and then say, okay, now I want to start moving to the cloud. It's very difficult because you have, you have, uh, you know, you, if you, let's say you want your order management system to move to, to use an order management cloud solution, uh, do you have to move all of your other channels and all your other software, your ERP, your web channel, do those have to move to a cloud-based architecture at the same time? Or can you move just your order management system and connect those to on-premise systems? So these, these challenges are extremely difficult. And, and um, uh, you know, at IBM, I was working with many retailers trying to make that shift. And it, it, it's very difficult. If you have, you know, a, a system that kind of covers a wider area. So, you know, instead of point solutions like your POS and your your OMS and your e-commerce, if you, if you can kind of, combine some of those things into one and uh, move that piece to the cloud, then you have less integrations to work, to worry about. Right. And um, you know, it still doesn't completely solve the problem. Of course, you always will have these on-premise solutions or, or specific point solutions, which you have to integrate with, but um, kind of combining those into one or getting software that combines some of those things into one, like, like new store, of course, not to like sell us uh, and try to be a car salesman here, but um you know, we are an order management system, a POS, and uh, and all in one. So you can, you know, those one pretty complicated integration that you don't have to worry about anymore. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I think that is. I mean, as the businesses get bigger, they have more technologies. You know, Absolutely. more people that are trying to maintain and update those, and so. Yeah, the challenge has just become how complex the situation is, right? And um, absolutely, there's no way when you make a huge, huge investment in something 10, 15, 20 years ago, could you foresee how quickly <laughs> exactly. the industry would evolve? And so it's really not maybe in, in most cases is a lack of wanting to be more innovative or wanting to have faster, more simple systems. It's really just a byproduct of the circumstance, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I wanted to shift and ask you about something, get your opinion. So um, Amazon, they're a behemoth. Obviously, everybody knows Amazon, right? But they've started to buy like black stores where um, they're not actually open, but they're they're used for fulfillment. So I think it's it's happening in Brooklyn. They were doing it a little bit with maybe grocery, but you know, I wanted to get your opinion on it. If you think that that's going to be a trend, um, you know not that brands would do away with, with using warehouses to fulfill orders, but as fulfillment and leaning on order management systems um, to open up different convenience for customers and mm-hmm. convenience shopping methods, you know, they become more prominent. Do you think there's going to be more of these types of like dark stores um, where people are, are be able to fulfill orders out of, or, or do you think it'll be a shift towards like more store fulfillment? 
Yeah, excellent question. So yeah, if you look at historically brick and mortar retailers, their advantage over Amazon was their store experience, right? And the, having these stores distributed without uh, throughout the country allowed them to fulfill orders from these stores. They were like little mini warehouses uh, as such, which you could fulfill orders more quickly and local to the customer. You know, it could be right down the street from the, the customer with your, you know, same day delivery, for example, you, you could achieve much better um, if the store was physically located near the customer. With the black box stores, I, I think definitely, yes. If you look at uh, the COVID um, epidemic, right, um, these kind of uh, options to fulfill orders uh, having more options is extremely attractive for retailers, right? So these black box entities can not only ship orders, but they could be pickup locations as well, right? So uh, right. doing a curbside pickup for a customer these days, of course, is very attractive. And the customer feels like they're in control of how they, they want their fulfillment to be, right? So um, if they have the option to have it shipped to their house, or they could go down the street and, and pick, do a curbside pickup in one hour, this is an extremely attractive option to the customer these days. And they want to feel like they're in control of how they have their fulfillment. And giving them these options creates a much better customer service experience. So I think definitely it it's a, would be very advantageous for retailers to to follow that kind of model it'd be very interesting to see how that would turn out yeah so that's a good segue into um my kind of final question or parting sort of comments um so in your linkedin profile um you highlight some of your experience and then um you know quote that with new store now you're solving real retail challenges in innovative ways mm -hmm. um so take that statement um, make it kind of your personal sort of mission statement and, and vision for your role here. Um, what does that kind of mean to you? And what does that look like, um, you know, in the last two years at New Store and, and beyond? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Great question. So if I think about, you know, the most important things um, to, to think about when solving retail problems, it's really giving the best customer experience possible. That's what retailers want to do. And therefore that's what I want to provide for retailers is to give them the tools to give the best customer experience possible. Um, and over the last two years, it's been very interesting uh, to, you know, move from my kind of IBM days to over to new store and, and see that how much, uh, difference it makes to be part of a small company who can adapt and who you know can be agile with the process. So we can explore new ideas. We can take bigger risks to say, this is an idea that we'd like to explore, really explore it with our customers and say, hey, maybe it doesn't work out, but if it does, great, that's exciting. So that's been a really nice thing about uh, working, working here at New Store that, you know, I can give you one example where we, we had a, a challenge um, at uh, Decathlon, you know, one of our customers, they wanted to provide simple and easy checkout and they have bigger baskets than most um, uh, other retailers that we deal with because they're a sporting goods store, right? So they might, product, a customer might walk up to uh, associate and say, I have 20 things to buy, right? They're, they're kind of pushing around a cart. Um, so we, we, this challenge was how do we, using a, a mobile kind of checkout experience, how do we make that a quick process for them, right? So if you have a, a mobile device and you're scanning products, you know, it, it, it's still very good and very efficient, but if you have 20 products to scan, it becomes a little bulky, right? Because you're kind of, you know, you have to kind of go to each product and, and find the label, scan the label and so forth, which is fine, it, that process works, but how do we make it better? 
right? So this is where this kind of concept of RFID baskets came up. And this is a good example of where we were able to experiment and um, come up with something exciting. So the idea is that there's a, a station within the store where you place all of these products inside of a basket. And with an RFID reader attached to the basket, it scans them all instantly. There's no actual manual scanning required. Um, and we were able to experiment with this. So we went through the process with Decathlon to say, you know, how, do, how is this going to work? And we, you know, worked out a technical solution with our engineers and, and uh, worked together. You know, we, we went through multiple iterations to get it just the right process. And then finally, at the end of the day, you, you, today you walk into a Decathlon store. It, it's, it, it works exactly like we envisioned it. It was, you, you, just, you know, put the products in the basket you use our associate app on a mobile device to, to scan it with one button click and all the products are scanned. And it, it's really like, it was a very satisfying experience to work through that kind of challenge with a retailer, you know, um, and come up with a solution that, you know, like I personally know is, is one of the best things out there, right? Like they're, they're, mm -hmm. if you had that experience walking into a store, it's a very satisfying thing for the customer too. It like <laughs> takes, you know, 10 seconds to check out with 20 products and uh, you walk out of the store, you know, extremely satisfied. So yeah. that, that's a perfect example. Oh, you see it in sort of different different applications and forms, right? Whether it's like a grocery cart, you know, in more future looking supermarkets or even like, um, <coughs> excuse me, I know Amazon is a bit of a theme, but even in, in Soho, they have it. They're like three star store or whatever it is where you're just scanning stuff as it goes out and, and yep. it automatically, yep. you know, hits your account. Um, a very similar sort of concept, but seeing that actually, whether it be in video or in person and mm -hmm. knowing that's such a point of pride for us as a company. And then to mm -hmm. see that um, as a, as an innovative way, especially for a sporting goods company like Decathlon, where the products are bigger, bulky sometimes, yep. or you've got like tennis balls and a bunch of other stuff thrown in there. Um yep. It's just and, and a quick have, and easy way to do it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And you do, you know, work with within the constraints of what the customer has available to, to them as well, right? So this customer has an RFID solution where all their products are tagged, but, you know, they didn't want to remodel their, you know, exits, you know, to, to have all these kind of automatic scans and deduct from your payment. So you kind of work within the constraints of the retailer and being new store, this kind of um, where we are today, it's we can have those direct customer interactions and really work through the best solution with the customer. It's, uh, it's very exciting and satisfying. Yeah. Well, hopefully for, for many more years to come and with a lot more customers, right? Absolutely. No <laughs> doubt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Peter, well, thanks so much for, for coming on and talking a little bit about order management and uh, what you do at new store. Appreciated having you on and hope to have you again soon. Well, thanks for the opportunity. Sure thing. Great. All right. Well, thanks for joining and uh, yeah, we'll see you around. All right. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the podcast, which is presented by New Store. We'll catch you next time on the end of the